1: Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough.
0: And we're continuing, just wrapping up, with the extraordinary Gary Sinclair, who has turned his own life around and now is supporting thousands and thousands of people, tens of thousands, in and really changing the face of therapy with his approaches. The, um, the Soul Link Approach and the restoration approach now, uh, I apologize for my uh, fumbling around on the uh, on the time, Gary, but I want to give you a couple of minutes to just wrap up. I know that the website is memoryenergytherapy.com, dot com and you've got some events coming up, not only a restoration workshop but a soul link certification training and then a restoration certification class all in san diego coming up is that true that's correct yes where do we how do can we register how can we find out about it and uh... where where should we start
2: again just come through on the website i'll be glad to to actually talk to people personally as long as they need to make connection with me otherwise they can actually register on that website we're still beginning to look at dates for next year i've got so much demand for international People have come here, they've traded, they're saying, I'm putting a group together there. I know there's one coming up in January in Canada that's already got four registered in. So there are other dates that are coming into next year. But right, right now in the U.S., the only one I have coming up is this, this one that's coming now.
0: And we want to get in that. So, again, it's coming right up in the next few weeks. Go to memoryenergytherapy.com. If you're looking for it, you can forward slash events, and it'll give you the calendar. And just follow the calendar for uh, more information and to register for those things. Gary, I want to give you about um, a minute to uh, give us a parting thought or a parting shot today. What would you have thirty to 50,000 coaches know?
2: Let me at least tell you, with that woman, she came back and found me the next day, and she said, I need you to know I woke up during the night and realized for the first time in my life I can have a friend. Went back to sleep an hour later, I woke up, and then she starts crying. She says, I realized also for the first time in my life I could have a relationship. That's the change of having gone through 40 years of therapy for something that she couldn't get help for and where it's at today. So what I'd say is the, the work hasn't failed. You know, if you need to do a, a proof to yourself, do a life changing session. I'm available to do those. I have other people that are available to do those. The key is eighty percent of therapy maximum is a success. Twenty percent of all therapy fails. I've worked so much with the people for whom therapy has failed and they've had the success that they're looking for, and they've had it in seconds. That's that's the reason why I live and breathe and have my being. I should be dead at least twenty-one times.
0: It's extraordinary. Yeah. Thanks for that, and thank you for being with us, Laura Watler, joining us from the Cayman Islands. Anything that uh, you want to say before we bid a fond farewell to you?
2: No, uh, thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to uh, learning more about your work, and also maybe maybe someone in Cayman uh, might might benefit from this as well. Indeed. So. We need them all over the globe. And your your reaction to the work is absolutely normal. I am so used to it because, let's face it, nothing has this success rate, and that's known.
0: That's right you can't find ten people that like want the same kind of food, let alone ten people that can, ten thousand people that can vouch for the power and effectiveness of both the soul link and the restoration approaches. Thanks so much for being with us again. the website is MemoryEnergyTherapy.com, dot com and we thank you and bid you a fond farewell Laura. I think we're going to do some magic with the uh, technology here, and then uh, we're going to welcome not only you back but also our second guest, Ron Carucci, for today's show. But I want to let people know that the way to get a hold of more information about these extraordinary opportunities of training on restoration and the Soul Link Awareness and Consciousness Certification Training is by going to memoryenergytherapy.com. Now, the website's chock full of stuff, so it may be a challenge for you to find what you're looking for. So go to forward slash events, and that'll give you what you need to. You can click right on the, um, right on the links for either the restoration workshop. That's a two day workshop in San Diego on Monday the 30th of October and Tuesday the 31st. So come and spend Halloween in beautiful San Diego, California. Or then, starting on the 2nd of November, you can do the Soul Link Awareness and Consciousness Certification Training. And that's a two-day event starting November 2nd and November 3rd, both days 9 to 5. You can save $500 on a combo ticket. You can uh, There are all kinds of plans and options for you to attend that. And then if you want to, that restoration certification class that Gary was talking about is on November 6th. It starts on November 6th. Again, 9 to 5, three days in a row, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, here in beautiful San Diego, California. An excellent place to be in November of 2017. All right. Um, so, and if you just want to find out more about Gary, of course, go check and his work, go check that out. There are tons of testimonials. There's a video from Gary himself. You get a sense of how much energy that guy has at 70, I believe, three years of age. Did he say? Extraordinary. All right. Um, we've given you a little uh, shout out to our longtime sponsor of this program, Accomplishment Coaching. Again, if you uh, are interested in the world's finest coach training program, go check them out accomplishmentcoaching.com. Now we're w- delighted to welcome to our microphones f- uh, for the first time, Ron Carucci. He's co-founder and managing partner at Navalent. I may be saying that wrong. Maybe it's Navalent. He works with CEOs and executives and has done for 30 years with an extraordinary track record. He's also the be- best-selling author of eight books, including the recent Amazon number one, Rising to Power a regular contributor to HBR, Forbes, Fortune, Business Insider, MSNBC, Business Week, and others, a true thought leader in um, organizational and leadership coaching. We're delighted to welcome to our microphone Ron Carucci. Ron, hello, sir.
1: Hi there. How are you? So, much, so great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being had, as we like to say. Hey, look around outside. Where do you find yourself today?
1: I find myself in Seattle, Washington, on a typically... Uh, gray and cold and rainy day.
0: Every mm. time I've been to Seattle, Washington, it's beautiful. I think you people lie. I think people lie about uh, Seattle and how beautiful it is there to keep the tourists out and the raff out, like me. Um, you did a TEDx talk, which became HBR's number one lead- leadership article of 2016. Congratulations.
1: Well, thanks very much. <laughs> and, that Ted- and that TED talk is actually coming up uh on November 4th at uh the JFK library very excited about that
0: oh, yeah excellent so you're going to do it for the TED TED not the TEDx uh, but the TED TED
1: this is the MIT TEDx yeah nice. the Beacon Street one
0: that's pretty fancy all right tell us about that and what is it that that was so powerful in your message that people need to hear
1: so uh we we've known for about 20 years that the vast majority of leaders when when put into larger assignments and organizations, they all fail within the first 18 months. Mm -hmm. And of course, recruiters love that because it's an annuity for them. But um, (laughs) for everybody else... For everybody else, it's a terrible amount of <laughs> carnage. That, that became really personal for me a bunch of years ago when I got a phone call from a gentleman who had distinguished himself in a very large transformation project my firm and I were working on. And he had, he had great ideas. He was influential. He was passionate. He was smart. And so at the end of the uh, transformational work, when he was offered the opportunity to take on something bigger for the organization, nobody was shocked. Well, nine months later when he called, I see him in my caller ID, and I'm assuming that he's calling to... Report on progress and check in and tell me all the exciting things they've done. And he's calling to tell me he'd been fired. And I I was devastated. And two hours later, the CEO called me also uh, to tell me that he'd been – had to let this guy go and uh, more than subtly implying – uh, that some of the failure had been ours for mm-hmm. not doing a better job preparing him for that role. Right. I, was devista- I was devastated. So I said, can we come in? Can I come and understand what happened here? How could we have misjudged his potential so grossly? He was so terrific in one minute and suddenly he's a disaster. It makes no sense. Well, that, that, let, that uh, investigation – led to a 10-year longitudinal study of executive and leadership transitions of more than 2,700 leaders. And we isolated about 100 of them in mid-ascent to understand what are all the landmines that, that, that seem to be tripping up otherwise great leaders. And we were stunned to find that it's a wonder any of them ever succeed in organizations, given how many landmines and roadblocks put in their way. But the great news was we were able to isolate four uh, compelling patterns that the fifty the percent that were succeeding very consistently displayed uh, that set them apart and helped them to not only rise up but thrive
0: we need to know give us give us one <laughs> give us one you could give us one
1: so I can give you uh, four and they 're pretty pretty quick um, one the first one was Brett, so these were the leaders that could see the entirety of the the organization from its widest perspective they didn't see the world through their own functional lens or their own silo but they were able to see how the pieces fit together they understood that the whole of the organization uh was better than some of the parts and they actually understood how to work the seams so they they understood that at the intersections of supply chain and marketing is where great brands happen they understood at the intersection of uh of of innovation marketing uh r&d is where great innovation happens so they understood that their job now was to blend the organization, not not fragment it. Context was they could read the tea leaves. They didn't impose their own way of changing. They didn't uh, impose their own point of view. They could they could learn the environment. They knew how their companies made money. They knew how mm. they competed. So many executives rise up unprepared right. uh, and uninformed about how their companies actually compete and make money. These guys could learn and read the tea leaves. Um, as. The third was choice. So these leaders could make hard calls. They knew how to blend the right degree of intuition, uh, data, um, others' voices into hard choices, and they were not afraid to say no. Too many executives, uh, for fear of disappointing people, um, uh, dole out way too many yeses and dilute the resources and focus of the organization. And lastly, connection. These leaders, every company has them right. These are the ones everybody wants to work for. They have phenomenal trust-based relationships with bosses, peers, and direct reports, all around them, and uh, more than anything else, they do in, in prioritizing those relationships, they make the success of other people their top priority, mm. and everybody and everybody knows it. So, the the hard part about the research was you you have to do all four well. We 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 had, we did ninety nine regression analyses on the data to try and find another way to say that, and the the team probably said, "Ron, enough, it's not going to change." <laughs> um, <laughs> Because if you did three of them brilliantly and one of them mediocre, that got you on the B team. That got you failure. So the the but the positive part of that is you can learn them. They're all acquirable capabilities. You probably shouldn't wait till your first vice president assignment to start learning them. But but they, you can gain these skills and muscles uh, throughout your career, and then when you arrive in your first large assignment, you can be ready.
0: It's just it's just an extraordinary handbook of like here's the places to here are the potholes to avoid here are the things that are gonna that are gonna swallow you up. Uh, my understanding is that your your research tells us that fifty percent fifty half of executives promoted fail in their in their new leadership positions. Is that right? Yeah,
1: that's that's, that's my point. Is we've known that for twenty years. Right, that's not new information. We've known it for twenty years, um, and, and it's become our new normal. And when I got that phone call, and it became somebody that I'd worked with, mm-hmm. who, by by all accounts, had the promising uh, promise of a, being a rising star.
0: Right, as many um, as many people do. Right.
1: It just made no sense. It made absolutely no sense to me that this could happen.
0: I want to get. Um, I want to get Laura so, in. Oh, go <laughs> ahead. Make your point. Sorry.
1: Well, my my point is, it, it's not. This is not a mysterious force. This is not some sudden disease or virus they catch. Uh, on the web. <laughs> Organizations do this to them. It's a, I, mean, the, I went back to that CEO and I said, you know what, I will take full responsibility for not pointing out all of the landmines that were in his way that he was going to have to contend with, but you need to take responsibility for putting them there. Um, because we do it. We do it to them. Uh, unwittingly, uh, and even in the very processes we used to select these executives for broader assignments because of all their potential, we set them up to fail.
0: It's it's astounding and it's so important. I want to get Laura in here. Laura Watler is a PCC coach. She works with people primarily in the areas of relationship, often in their relationship to themselves, which I think we can agree is also an, an issue in rising stars in organizations. Laura, what uh, question do you have for Ron? What do you want to talk about
2: Hi Ron, um, I'm just curious. Around in your opinion, uh, what creates the leader uh, to have more of an impact or consistent impact throughout once they see their see these skills?
1: Um, so uh, you know, I think. Um first of all, I think leaders have to actually desire to want to have impact, which, which isn't a given, right? So one of the interesting things we isolated in our research was the issue of power. Mm. Um, you know, How do these leaders, as they rise up, uh, contend with the power that accompanies their role? And we expected to find the full array of immoral, unethical, self-interest uh, right. serving. And that, that was all there. That was not the biggest abuse of power. The biggest abuse of power we saw was the abandonment of it. People too afraid to use the power that comes with their role, and they pushed it away. And so you know, leaders who actually want to use the power that comes with their role to serve a greater good, to, to right in organizational injustices, to make others successful, to narrow the priorities of an organization and focus it, um, it starts with having the will to uh, have in, in influence and impact, which, which, which apparently not all executives come naturally wired with.
0: Yeah, well it's it's I love that cuz it's dangerous in an organization to wield your power and you know how many of us know the executives who get promoted and then just sort of hang back to spend their first 90 days waiting to look around and see what the political dynamics are, right?
1: Absolutely. And and then they start getting all the advice from their their you know who used to be their bosses and then are now their peers. Right. Oh, we don't say those things up here. Or just so you know, when you're in meetings, you probably should just, you know, wait your turn or they get they get all that that hazing organizational hazing that happens and then suddenly they lose their voice and they lose their will
0: yeah and and there 's and there 's some uh, this may be more about me than leaders, but when I was in the exciting and dynamic world of uh, healthcare management when I used to run hospitals and healthcare systems as an executive, we would do frivolous nonsense, like you know i would I would be competing with someone, and so we 'd each try and win the meeting. you know what I mean like yeah. try to <laughs> try to make the point or submarine somebody else or throw somebody under a bus right there 's also um, there 's also uh, a lot of politicization. You know, one of the one of the things that happened in my career is that I actually got fired from a job because somebody that had been my friend, you know, that I'd done what I called lunchtime diplomacy with all the time, where I would like go and make friends by taking people to lunch and try to find out what's happening in the organization. He totally uh, manufactured my demise, right? Yeah. Like uh, so that his friend could have the job that I was in. I'm I'm wondering when you're encountering. You know it's one thing to look at, oh yeah, breadth and relationships, and I definitely need to work on that, but when we get to the real world, what are you finding about these sort of like snaky you know backbiting stuff, and how can how are you preparing your leaders to deal with that
1: well, so the, so the same muscles apply, right? So you are going to have people who are subhuman at the top of the house, <laughs> and you want, and you wonder how how could they have managed to get there? Uh, the good news is, I do think you know karma is a bitch, and I do think <laughs> what goes around comes around. Uh, And I do think those people eventually end up being their own, uh, you know, uh, their own demise. Mm -hmm. Um, They end up eating, you know, those who eat their young end up getting eaten by others. Exactly. Um, And so, but but the thing I would, the thing I tell my leaders never to do is never take the bait. Never, you know, my mother always told me never mud wrestle with a pig because somebody might be watching and not be able to tell the difference. (laughs) Um, And so, don't take the bait. Don't get in there. Um, but 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 t- take a full funnel. So if someone in a meeting suddenly starts to try to embellish information, or starts to throw start throw you under the bus, or does a whole bait and switch um, on you to set you up to fail, d- don't d- don't uh, don't get in there with them. Simply say something like, "That's so interesting you say that because just an hour ago in your office you said this. So did you change your mind on the way to the meeting?"
0: Mm, nice. Sure. I'm going to travel don't, to all my meetings with you from now on <laughs> don't
1: don't uh, you know if, if they're playing a game don't call the call it just you know flag on the play, call it.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: Man, I don't know about you, Laura, but, but what I'm finding is that there's so much that Ron says. You know, he speaks quickly and powerfully, but there's so much, like I'm still back with the, okay, supply chain and marketing, where they meet. That's the great brand. That was awesome. And that's why we all have to get his books and not just listen to the podcast because it goes by pretty quick, folks. Uh, there's, there are several books Leadership Divided, Bridging the Leadership Divide. And then uh, your latest book, probably the most popular, I'm guessing, is Rising to Power. Tell us about, about the books and, and especially Rising to Power. What are people reporting to you? What are they getting from, from that book?
1: Well, so you know that. Thanks for asking. So what was very exciting for us uh, when we discovered the four patterns and wanted to write about them, our, 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 I, had, I literally had pictures of, of the, these leaders and that one gentleman that called me all over my office. And I kept their face close to the writing process all the time because uh, we, we had one laser focus, which was to stop the carnage. To to make sure these leaders with, pr- I mean, listen, no no one's ever going to accuse corporate America of being the paragon of great leadership today, right? Big companies have become the employer of last resort. It's not a surprise that they're poorly led for the most part. Um, and yet, you, if you troll the hallways, you will find great men and women. My our passion was, let's stop the carnage. So when so the great reviews, number one Amazon, the recognition from HBR, that's all wonderful. Mm-hmm. When I get an email from an executive that says, you saved my ass. You know, I was going to um, make this decision, but I made this one instead. I was thinking this way, but now I'm doing it this way. When they find that they have different choices available to them and they, 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 they um, garner their courage instead of lose their courage. Um, that's that's what really gratifies me, is to know that an otherwise promising leader who might have been one of those bad statistics and derailed their career w- winds up having an opportunity to thrive. Mm.
0: That's so beautiful. Laura, what do you want to know? What's the world of the Cayman Islands got for Ron <laughs> today?
2: Well, I just really want to know why you um – what brought you to this work from a management consultant and into writing books and, and helping people become better leaders?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I have done this work for 30 years, my gosh. Um, and I think, you know, early on in my career I spent a lot of time in the arts and, and in a different field um, and uh, I was um, in Germany uh, working at Dachau at the concentration camp doing a workshop now, back then, it wasn't called diversity. It wasn't called inclusion like we have its words today. But but certainly, it was about how do you deal with differences. And we had folks from West Germany. We had folks from American military and the State Department. We had a variety of folks in the room. This is before the Iron Curtain fell. So, they're still in East Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it was a, a very – I mean, of all places to be doing that kind of conversation, right? And a young soldier stood up in the middle of our of our – uh, conversation and he and through a lot of a painful emotion he said i'm just so tired of being trained to hate mm. and now i'm in my, i'm in my early 20s right now and i was just stunned that anything we could have done in the front of the room could have provoked him to think that so i, I wanted to understand what he meant and we went out in munich afterwards to for beers to understand more and I think I don't know that I could have articulated it at the time, but that was a real pivot point for me to realize. You know, telling great stories is an interesting thing to do for a living, but engaging other people's stories and helping them write those stories in a different way—that was far more life-giving for me. And I think that's what began my career turn toward this work. And I think for me, leadership is a noble cause. Um, it doesn't always look that way on people who don't do it well, but it is a noble. <laughs> It's okay. a noble calling. It's also people assume that with leadership comes perks and privileges and all this influence and all this money. And you know, here's the one thing they don't tell you in B School. If you're gonna lead, you're gonna suffer. Mm-hmm. It's so you're gonna it's,
0: whoops. Did we lose Ron?
1: I'm here. Can you hear oh, me?
0: Oh, okay, good. Sorry, we had a little we had a little oh. glitch there. Will you say make it, the last point again? If you lead, it, you're gonna it, suffer?
1: If, if you're gonna lead, you're gonna suffer. It comes with a private hell. An unforgiving public uh, oh, fishbowl that people pick apart everything you do in today 's leadership climate, you start distrusted um, and and because of all the leadership failures, the bars only gone up higher, so now yeah. you start with being distrusted with an unre- with an, un- um, an entirely unrealistic set of expectations about what you can do well this um, is
0: This is so powerful. And, Ron, I'm so sorry that our time is coming to an end. It's just flying flying by. Let me confirm that that's true. Uh, So what I want to do is I want to not only thank you for being here, but give you the last 40 seconds of our time together. First of all, tell me the word. Is it navalent, navalent? How do we do that?
1: You had it right the first time. It's Navalent. <laughs> okay,
0: n a v a l e n t dot com is the website where you can find out all about Ron. Of course, go immediately to Amazon and get his books, including Rising to Power. Ron, last forty seconds are yours. What would you have thirty to fifty thousand coaches know today?
1: Um, if you're going to work, uh, sit alongside leaders and help them, make sure you're prepared. Do your own homework. Know your own triggers. Have a little bit of clinical training to understand how to influence behavior. Uh, don't have a one-size-fits-all set of shtick that you slap on them. You know, be present for them, and remember, it's about them, not you.
0: So great. Ron Carucci, co-founder and managing partner at Navalent. Get that right, people. Uh, you can find him at navalent.com as well as uh, Amazon or wherever fine books are sold. Laura Watler, thank you so much for being with us today. A kind of a kind of a rocky uh, day, but I thank you so much for being with us. People can find out more by going to Laura Watler. That's L-A-U-R-A-W-A-T-L-E-R.com. L-A-U-R-A-W-A-T-L-E-R.com. And my dear listeners, that's another edition of The Coaching Show. We learned a lot, we found out a lot, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.
1: Join culinary masters and legendary winemakers for one of the largest Epicurean celebrations, the 14th Annual San Diego Bay Wine and Food Festival. From November 12th through the 19th, this week-long extravaganza features celebrity and local chefs, 200 amazing
0: wineries, 70 of San Diego's best restaurants, and it's a week of citywide events. Go to VinVillage.com to save big on select tickets. For event and hotel packages, visit
1: San DiegoWineClassic.com. That's San DiegoWineClassic.com.
3: Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coaches Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coaches Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge Coaches Training Program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coach's Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's one 548 6813
1: Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and
0: get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing Our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619 630 2444.
3: Do you love wine? but it doesn't love you back in the morning, then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol, and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past.